a quick word from the sponsor of this podcast, which is the Up and Up community. It is a community that I just launched with my friend, Anthony Natoli. Um, it is a private sales community that's helping you all get not only crush your sales goals and your career goals, but also trying to stay fulfilled and mentally healthy and become a better person in the process, which is easier said than done. So if that's interesting to you, head over to patreon.com slash up and up, or hit me up on LinkedIn. My name's Tom Alemo, and uh, the link will be there in my the featured section of my profile, or uh, you could DM me with any questions. All right, coming at us from the mountains of Denver, Colorado, Ethan Carpenter. How are you, man? Doing great, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I just learned like two minutes before hopping on this call that it's Friday the 13th as we're recording. Um, but I, I don't really believe in that. So I think we're going to have some good luck today. I think we're going to have some some send over the contract emails. We're going to have some good yes. vibes today. Yeah, I think it's a good vibes Friday for sure. I like to uh, to do country Friday for any country music fans out there. So okay. get some good country tunes going. Uh, Who are you listening always... to? Well, Jake Owen's been killing it the last couple of weeks. He's dropped a okay. couple, couple good uh, new songs. So check those out. Okay. Okay. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Okay. Um, good. So there's a lot that I want to, uh, I want to get into with you. First of all, shout out to Jen Allen who, uh, who nominated you here to, uh, to come on the pod and, and share your story. Yeah. Um, before we get to anything sales related, I gotta, I gotta say for the YouTube folks that are, are watching, you can see a little Nebraska helmet over the left shoulder and a perfect season 13 and oh, I don't, and the Jersey. So, did you play football at Nebraska? Like, what's going on here? No, no, no. I'm too small <laughs> to play football. Uh, but no, those, uh, my uncle played back in the 80s. Uh, so that's okay. his old helmet um, and jersey. And then I was born and raised in Lincoln. Um, and for those Nebraska folks out there, you know, when you're born in the state of Nebraska, you bleed Nebraska red. Um, so I've uh, been a big red fan my whole life. Uh, it's been a tough 10 years the last it's few been years. Tough. But it's been tough. <laughs> it's been tough, but we are, I think we're, I think, think 2022 is going to look good. You know, we were having good vibes Friday here. Um, I think we're going to have some good vibes this fall in Lincoln. So uh, hold okay. me to that. Hold me to okay. that. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to cut that as a clip and uh, we'll talk about it in December and see, see where they stand. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We can put that out towards the end of the year and see how good those vibes really were. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, you know, one thing I want to get into you with is, um, you know, the transition from uh, banking to tech. We, we're starting to see it a lot more often. A lot of podcast guests I've had on recently have transitioned from, you know, teacher, accountant, ballet dancer, bartender, <laughs> whatever, to uh, for real, to uh, to sales. And, um, you know, have, have really said it's a, been a life changing kind of experience. So I'd love to hear first you know, the why behind, you know, why you made that transition and then, um, and then get more, you know, into like the how and how you actually took those steps. Yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like, well, first off, you know, sales is, um, a place for everybody. Um, like you just highlighted, you know, bartenders, teachers, I think anyone who's done any work ever could be in sales. Um, I don't know if you read Daniel Pink, but to sell as humans, yeah. one of my favorite books and, I'm a firm believer that we're all truly in sales, whether we accept that or not. Um, but yeah, the transition, the why was really, um, you know, I spent four years with a regional bank, um, really enjoyed it. Uh, very good place to start my career. Uh, they were promote from within organization. Uh, we went through a trainee program. So I learned 
more than I could have imagined in that four and a half years. Um, and kind of got to the point, you know, COVID was an eye-opening experience for everybody. Um, and working in the retail side of things during that time was uh, very interesting process in PPP loans. Um, so definitely helped, you know, a lot of people during that time. And at the same time, kind of started to feel like I was coming into work doing the same thing over and over. Um, the work became pretty repetitive to me. And so I'm a pretty hyperactive person. I struggle with complacency. Um, and so coming in, doing the same thing started to kind of blur my, my future and, and what that may look like for me. Um, and so I have always loved sales. Um, in college, I was like an account manager for our newspaper, selling ads for the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, in middle school, I sold popcorn to play midget football. You know, you had two okay. options. Your yeah. family either pays or you buy 12 cases of popcorn. So we had a tandem bike. I bungeed those boxes on the second seat of the tandem bike and sold them out in one day, rode through the neighborhood. Um, so I've kind of always, always had that bone, you know, where it's like, I think this is in my blood. Um, and so I really started to look at myself and think is, is banking and finance the future for me, or is there something else out there? And so that kind of puts me into the how, um, so what I started doing, which I would recommend to anybody is I just started networking. Um, I went through pre personal brand on LinkedIn, all my connections, you know, and, um, called up family friends who I knew had been in sales for years, um, we I had a couple of mentors who, you know, had spent 30 years in, in sales and just sat down with them and said, what's your career path look like? What's, what's your timeline look like? Um, going from a promote from within where that career path's laid out to a sales org where it's not necessarily super clear or, you know, it's not, Hey, year three, you'll do this. Um, mm-hmm. That was something I needed to kind of figure out and know. So really leveraged my network, my family, my friends, um, and met with probably 15 different people who had been in sales and then found my way to, to Four Winds Interactive and Populo um, through some connections. You know, it's not, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, and had a few friends who started here after college, um, after we graduated, and they were still here. And so talked to them and thought, you know, I'm willing to make the jump if you guys are willing to take a chance on a former banker. And, and I got lucky with a tech org that was willing to do that. And hopefully they've uh, seen the benefit of that as well. Yeah, that's, that's great. And um, I think the, the point around, you know, leveraging your, your existing network is huge because even if you haven't been in sales, even if you haven't even been in, in business per se, you know, in the example of if you're a, a teacher or, or a bartender, whatever it might be, or I have a friend that was a ski bum that just got a job as an SDR. Um, Let's go. You know, it's it's leveraging the people that you know, right? And and she knew me, and I knew a couple people in tech, and so I made some intros, and then those people made intros, and then it was like you know this cascading effect um, of of how she got you know her foot in the door, and you really you you only need one person to take a chance on you. Yes. And so I think the most daunting part with anything, um, including you know moving to tech sales, is taking the first step. Yeah. And I think that first text or email that you sent to someone in your network of like, I want to make this change that kind of, you know, you got to be accountable to that, right? You're looping other people in, you're telling them, yeah. uh, you're putting your foot over the line and saying, okay, I'm going to explore this and you got to follow through on it. And I think at least for me doing anything, that's always the toughest and, and scariest part. Yeah, definitely. And 
you know, my sister was one of the biggest people. Uh, my middle sister was one of the biggest kind of influencers of that. And she helped connect me to a few people. Um, she's been in marketing her whole career. So she's like, mm-hmm. Hey, here's some of the sales leaders I've worked with. Here's a couple of orgs that you could look at and talk to. Um, but really you're spot on, man. Once you tell someone, Hey, I'm thinking about making this move. Um, that's when you start getting the emails of, Hey, how are things going? How's, how's the job hunt going? How's the transition? Um, have you found anything? Are you making your way out of where you are now? Um, and people hold you accountable to that. And when you say you're going to do something, you should obviously do it. But for me, <clears throat> making that move was, it took about six months. So that was one of the most daunting six months too, because I'm not a very patient person. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like instant gratification. I love mowing the lawn, right? It's like, you get those stripes, you're good. <laughs> it's boom, right there, right? Yeah. Um, and so sitting there for six months, like, you know, there were days where it was like, I'm never getting out of this bank. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. Um, and so tweaking that mindset, changing that perspective, taking it day by day, that really allowed me to, to, to believe in the process, trust the process. And now then moving into sales has helped me even further with, with following our sales processes. Right. And everybody's got a process they've built and follow and tweak. Um, and so, going through those six months was, was a huge moment for me. Yeah. I love the, uh, the mowing the lawn analogy. I haven't used that before, but I've always thought about a lot of things, especially when we're talking about networking or, or your career as like, you're kind of planting seeds, right? You're, yep. it's more of like a gardening, you know, like you're trying to grow trees. Um, but I actually think that there's something to be said about having activities as well, like in sales that is, feels more like mowing the lawn, because if all you're doing is planting seeds that are going to take you know, a year, five years, 10 years to grow gets really discouraging. And so, um, I might have to, I might have to play with that analogy a little bit because I think, I feel like there are some like quick wins that you need on a, on a daily or weekly basis, just to kind of keep your head in the game and keep you motivated. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, when you made 10 calls, nobody's answered and you make that 11th and someone finally picks up and talks to you. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, geez thank God I made that 11th call or like, finally the work I've put in, in these calls, I'm, I got one person to talk to me and, and we're sitting down next week for a meeting. Totally. Um, that's the same thing for me with like, you know, the mowing the lawn or, or for my wife, it's vacuuming. Uh, she'll hate yeah. me for saying this, but she loves to vacuum and it's because she, it's like, she can leave the, the bedroom and see all the nice, you know, stripes and everyone's looking for that instant gratification. So little, little things. You got to celebrate the little things every day and those lead up to the bigger things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're about 10 months ish in, I'd love to hear like, what's been the, um, you know, one, the, uh, how, how's the experience been just in general, like positive, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah. but I'd love to hear just that. And, and like, what's the, what's something that you didn't expect or what are the bigger challenges you've had in the transition? Ooh, geez, Tom, good questions here. Um, so First off, yeah, the experience has been amazing. Uh, moving to sales and especially tech was probably the best thing for my personal life, for my career. Um, you know, we we all talk about our work life and work life balance. Um, when I was at that place of feeling like I was never going to get out of that job, that was affecting my personal life. Um, I was bringing that shit home, um, and then that changes your relationships at home with your family, friends, and then that's when you really have that moment of like, man, I've got to make a move. Um, so getting into sales was a refreshing experience. It's been amazing. Um, I've had a ton of fun. Um, 
it's been super eye-opening from a tech standpoint and from a business standpoint to see the way different businesses run. Um, and we, you know, I've, we were talking about it before, but I really feel like I kind of have my own business here. Um, and the, the org has said, Hey, here's your territory. Here's the accounts. Um, and here's your support team. So you build from there, um, go ahead and go after them where in the old corporate world where I was in, in the black and white regulated banking industry, it was, you know, here's your checklist of everything we need to do. Here's all the documents you got to collect. Um, and these guys were like, yeah, if you want to, you know, do this new prospecting idea, go for it, try it. If yeah. it works, share it with the team. So the rest of us can do it too. Um, yeah. and it's like, dang, that's, that's been wild. Um, but most challenging thing has really been, um, two things. One was figuring out my prospecting process and what that looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, the, my old job didn't have a lot of cold calling. It was a lot of warm leads, current customers, um, more of the expand approach, right? We were kind of farmers, yeah. not really hunters. Um, and now I'm on a land team. So all I'm doing is hunting. Um, and then the other thing is, is the, the pipeline motion an opportunity kind of hygiene and movement. Um, when I was doing loans, we had deadlines with the contracts of, Hey, this has to be done by this date. This is the closing date. Both parties agreed, right? Everything was pretty set in stone from that standpoint, where, as I'm sure, you know, a seller may think, Hey, this is going to close at the end of November. But if you haven't confirmed that with your buyer or built a mutual action plan and have a timeline in place, that's not set in stone, right? And that's not a requirement. They may ghost you for three weeks and then you're in the middle of December thinking, oh shit, my November deal just blew past. Like, yeah, we got to get this back on track, right? Yeah. So those have been my two biggest areas of, of challenge, but um, they've led to a lot of growth and a lot of, a lot of process build and a lot of different um, experiences too. That's awesome. Um, I, I'd love to hear, you know, what's been working for you. Um, and you could kind of take that as like, you know, anything tactical of like, you know, how you're emailing or, or calling or running, you know, uh, meetings or whatever that may be, or I know you're big on, uh, we both are big on growth mindset and, and things like that. So if there's anything that, um, you know, has been sticking for you in any way, um, I'd love to just hear a couple of those as well and, and riff on that with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in the prospecting motion, we kind of got our process down. I got, got to a good point in that. Um, but what's really been working for me is the personalization and relevancy. Um, I've mm. really focused on that this year and outreach. Uh, the first few months of prospecting, being a new seller, I definitely took that spray and pray approach and was like, yeah. boom, let's, yeah, got a hundred activities a day. What do you mean? I'm like, we're doing fine. Right. And then you look at the results and you're like, these aren't landing with anybody we're not getting a lot of replies. We're not getting a lot of action from these prospects. And so taking that quality over quantity approach and kind of yeah. switching it up. Um, so getting hyper relevant, uh, boosting those open rates through, you know, using real, uh, real life information to be relevant when you show up. Um, and then like I, when we were talking before stealing, ideas from from the LinkedIn community. That's part of what led me to LinkedIn was trying to figure out some of my process and how to do things. Um, and so I started following you and, and Josh Braun and, and folks in the community of um, who are sharing sales tips and tricks and prospecting ideas. And um, that's the other thing that's blown my mind is it's a free place that these people are putting 
actionable items out there of, Hey, here's something that worked for me. Go ahead and try it. See if it works for you or, Hey, yeah, I did this and it didn't work. I would not recommend it, you know? And so, <laughs> so reading through some of that, um, has really been incredible for me to just continue to grow from that standpoint. And, um, I'm constantly tweaking my process. That's part of that growth mindset is just, if things are working, they can probably still be better. And if they aren't working, then there's definitely things that can make them better. So constantly looking at that for, uh, to evolve into a better seller and, and drive better results. Yeah. Let's, let's stick on the, uh, uh, on the growth mindset. I know that's something you post a lot about. Um, I think you posted the other day, something around like, you know, in order to be a great salesperson, you have to have a growth mindset, which I, I strongly agree with. Um, I'd love for you to elaborate on, on that. Just, I think, everyone would probably agree like, yeah, we, you want to get better. Um, you want to, you know, be better next year than you were this year or or were last year. Um, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, anything in particular that, that you do or, you know, philosophies that, that you've read or used or heard of that, you know, really have stuck with you as it relates to the mindset. Yeah. Um, one, one influence on the mindset is, uh, Inky Johnson, I don't know if you follow or have heard of him. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> yes. I love Inky. Uh, he drops a serendipity podcast every week, uh, every Monday, him and Oak. So hop on that. Listen to those guys. Um, if you want perspective, that guy's got a perspective, right? Um, yep. But honestly, personally, um, I'll get a little bit personal here. Um, my growth mindset has always been something I've had, but I don't know that I've accepted or recognized that fully um, until really the last two years. And so when I was trying to get out of my job, I was in a pretty bad mental place, right? I was unhappy with my professional life. I was affecting my personal life. And it just felt like this tumbleweed of things aren't going well, things are going south. What am I doing? Right. And so you can get in a pretty dark place pretty quick. Um, And so to kind of get out of that, I, I switched jobs. I made a career move. And then last fall, you know, I was still kind of struggling from a mental standpoint of, am I doing things right? Am I going to be a good seller? I have a quota now. What the hell is this? Like my old job had goals. We didn't have firm quotas. Are they going to fire me if I don't hit this number? Right. And, and then that's when I bought into a lot of the Josh Braun approach and Hey, let's detach from this. Take your process down to a daily level. And what are you doing every day? That's going to lead to that bigger result. Um, and what are you doing every day that's going to lead to the success in three years, five years, 10 years? Um, so really every day, that's kind of how I try to approach it is what am I going to do today, Friday the 13th, that's going to help me win a deal next month, next quarter, next year. Um, Mm. so that's kind of how I look at my day. Um, and then from a personal standpoint, you know, I, when I was in that darker place, I actually started going to therapy last December. Um, my wife, we got to the point where we were, you know, I tell her everything. She's my why I want to build this family and lifestyle that we've set out to achieve, um, with her. So everything I do in business and my personal life is, is for the two of us and and what we're doing at at the end of the day. And we were having some pretty deep combos and, and she was like, you know what, maybe, maybe you should talk to a third party and, and see someone who doesn't know us, doesn't know your family, doesn't know anybody and see what they can do for you. And so now every month I talk to my therapist and that going to a therapist, I don't think people with a closed mindset would ever take that step. 
But for me, it's caused more self-reflection. And I know more about myself now than I did even six months ago. Um, So I would encourage anyone to really dig deep during those times. Yeah, that's, uh, that's super true. I actually am, uh, I'm coming on two years of, of going, uh, I got my appointment go. later this afternoon, yes. uh, with my guy I go every other week. And, um, I mean, it's, it's been, uh, there's a little bit of a, you know, I think still a stigma around it, especially for men. Um, and yeah. you know, I, I, there shouldn't be because it's been probably one of the, the easily best top five decisions I've made in my life, uh, to do that and, and help me get through a lot of shit. And so, um, again, I think, and maybe it's not for everyone. Uh, I think there's, there's different paths for everyone, but in order to find a new solution that might be a little, you know, out there from what you've done in the past, it's something new. It's something that's uncomfortable. You have to have a growth mindset to do that. And whether that means therapy or a new job or, you know, moving cities or whatever it might be. Um, yeah you know, that's part of like having the growth mindset is, is knowing that, yeah, this thing is, is, seems a little bit difficult or scary, but you know, I'm going to figure it out, you right. know, or I'm going to, it's worth trying because it might get me to, you know, the place where I want to be. Yeah. 100%. And like I've said throughout this, you know, my family supported me this whole time. I had friends, I had this network that helped me get to this sales role and make this transition. Same thing from a personal standpoint, right? When you're going through shit, you've got people around you. Um, so it doesn't have to be some licensed therapist. You can go sit and talk with your friend and it may be just as impactful. Um, and then the other thing from a growth mindset standpoint that I'd like that I'd throw in is I feel like people get stuck in this trap of, well, to have a growth mindset, it has to be the next big event or it has to be this huge thing, Right. If you're addicted to coffee and you quit drinking coffee, that to me is having a growth mindset. Like it can be something that small, right? If you're Mm -hmm. willing to look at your life and say, the fact that I have seven cups of coffee a day or whatever that number is, and this caffeine in my body is probably not good for me, I'm going to cut it down to two. That's a growth mindset or, Hey, I'm, I don't like my weight right now. I'm going to try to lose some weight. I'm going to start walking every day for 15 minutes that's a growth mindset. It doesn't have to be this big, I'm going to get to a VP role. I'm going to get to CRO. Yes. Those are like growth mindset goals and, and things that you'll do in the future. But today there's a hundred little things you do in your daily life that you can tweak and you technically have a growth mindset by doing that. I think a lot of people get stuck in the trap of, Oh, well, I've never been in this role or, Oh, I've never been in sales. I can't have a growth mindset. Um, and I really don't believe that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of just like getting one little step better every day. And, um, that's where it's more of a, to me, it feels like more of a, a, a planting than a mowing the lawn mindset, because yes. if you're, if you're, if you're not happy with, you know, your weight and you walk 15 minutes a day, you know, you step on the scale before and after that 15 minute walk, it likely zero change is going to happen. But if you do that and then, you know, the next week you walk for 20 minutes and then 30 minutes and then you start running and then, you know, just kind of can escalate, um, massive change can happen. And the same thing with your, with your sales approach, you know, you, you send that extra email, you decide like, Hey, I'm going to listen to one podcast this week, read a blog, um, you know, read a book, you know, meet with a mentor once a month. And, you know, it's just that it's that ever evolving process that, you know, we're all on of, of trying to get better and trying to get to the next level. Yeah. And I, I mean, with the growth mindset too, it, it 
it doesn't all have to be professional related to, which right. is another trap that I feel like people can fall into of, and I, I've written a couple posts about it, but when you ask people about a growth mindset and I made a post that said, you know, what if people started asking you, Hey, when are you getting that promotion to parent? Right. I've been married three years. We're getting questions about kids. Okay. It's yeah. a normal, every family event, right? We've got nieces and nephews now. So we go to the family events. When are you guys having kids? When's that start? What if people started asking you like, when are you getting that promotion to dad? Yeah. Like, that sounds pretty odd. Right. Yeah. But when you ask someone, Hey, with your growth mindset, like what are some of your goals? It's typically, Oh, I want to be VP. Oh, I want to get to CRO. Oh, I want to become a senior seller. Oh, I want to get to the enterprise team. Okay. But what about your personal life? Right? Like, what do you want to do outside of that work? And that I think drives more of the business and professional success than sitting there focusing on the business goals every day. Yeah. I think that they all feed together, right? If you're training for, you know, a 10 K, you know, and you have that thing that you're doing, you're running in you know, a couple mornings a week or whatever it is, or yeah. you're trying to learn a new language or, uh, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, that in theory, you know, I think the instinct is like, oh, that's going to take away from what I do in my sales, you know, craft. Cause that's, you know, one less yeah. hour I can sell or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. But actually, you know, when you think about how am I going to be, you know, more healthy, how am I going to be a better husband, wife, partner, parent, yeah. you know, whatever um, it only, it only benefits everything in the long run. I feel like the more that you can kind of put on your plate and what you're trying to get better at and make it more diverse, they all kind of feed off of each other um, versus, you know, your whole life getting dedicated to just the professional side of things. And so yeah. I think they all feed off each other. Exactly. And how many people, when you ask them their why, their answer is because I love this product so much that I'm selling, <laughs> yeah. right? Or because I love this company I work for. That's my why right. is to make this company better. No, it's, it's usually like, like for me, it's my wife and our future family and this life we're building together. For other people, it may be their kids. It may be their mom and dad, but 99% of the time, it has nothing to do with the organization they work for. Right. But if you have a little bit of both, I think you're living the best of both worlds where, hey, I'm passionate about the product, the company, and this. And at the same time, it's helping me build on my family and my why and drive that future success that I'm hoping for. And that's how it should be, right? If you're, if maybe there's a case where this, this doesn't add up, but you know, we'll call it 99.8% of the time. If, if your why is for the company, you know, those are the same people that they might lay you off and you see a bunch of companies right exactly. now laying off thousands of people, thousands of salespeople. And so, you know, I love working at Gong, for example, I love the product. I love the team. You know, it's the best job I've ever had, but that's not, that's not my why. My why isn't, isn't that business, right? I have, I have some personal reasons. And I think the more personal that you can make your why, the harder that you will work, the more you will want to grow and, and be able to get through all the shit in the tough times. And so, um, if that's, if that's something that's foreign to anyone that's listening and, and you're not, you don't necessarily have that labeled out, um, I would definitely, you know, spend some time. Uh, trying to figure out like, what is the why that's driving you? Yeah. And how, how can you make it personal? I want to buy a house. I want to buy a car, you know, whatever, you know, I've got kids to take care of, whatever it yeah. might be. Right. Um, and I think that's only going to strengthen your, your performance and your drive. Yeah. And it may cause you to really self reflect on the role you're in today. Right. If you dig deep in your yeah. why, 
and the role and job you're doing isn't contributing to that, then there's probably a move to be made. Like yeah. those folks who are teachers, bartenders, ski bums, all working their way into tech sales. There's yeah. a reason for that. And it's because of where they were probably wasn't leading to what they've envisioned or wanted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's, you can tie this all together through, it's like a, uh, like a knitted scarf, right? You have like your personal life, your professional life, your why, your, your mindset, your perspective, and just weave all of this together. And it really becomes this big, you know, picture of, of what you're trying to do here. Yeah. I love that analogy. Um, Ethan, let me hit you with a couple of rapid fires. Yes, let's do it. All right. We're big learners here. You mentioned uh, Daniel Pink's book, To Sell as Human, as one. Any other books that uh, have stood out to you, either on your sales journey or just, you know, personal growth mindset? Yeah, mm. Any topic is fair game, but but anything stand out to you? Yeah, let's see. Um, being a former finance guy, I got to throw out uh, The Millionaire Next Door is one of mm, my favorite one. books. Um, it's a little personal finance, you know, but... Um, but also a lot of, a lot of insights into, you know, living your life a certain way for, for that future you're hoping to build and, and live in the future. Um, the, most recently I read, uh, Andy Paul's new book, sell without selling out. Um, that is killer. So if you're a seller listening nice. to this, get that book and, and read up. It took me like two days. I actually had to put it down because I felt like I was reading it too fast. I was like, man, I want to enjoy this, you know, let's, uh, yeah. let's set this down for a couple of days and let it soak in and then we'll pick it back up. Yeah. Nice. Um, what about any, uh, you know, folks that you mentioned Josh Brown, but any other folks that have helped you with your sales journey, whether it's LinkedIn, uh, whether it's podcasts, you're listening to people on YouTube, however you like to learn. Um, I know LinkedIn's a big one, but any other folks you'd chat out there? Yeah. Um, I know Jen Allen was the reason we, uh, <clears throat> she connected us. So I would Go throw Jen. her out there. She's yeah. Jen's a killer, man. She's, <laughs> she's been, um, huge, huge impact in everything I've done. She probably doesn't even realize that. Um, so give her a follow, listen to the challenger sale podcast. Those guys are, are doing some really cool stuff over there. Um, Brandon flew Hardy. I love his stuff. Um, that, guy can tie together your personal and professional life in ways I've never seen. Um, as well as, you know, just optimizing your performance of, Hey, you don't have to, like you said, I can't give up an hour to run. That's an hour of selling. And he's like, no, you should be giving up that hour to run and find that balance. So, uh, those would be a couple names I'd throw out for sure. And, and yourself, Tom, I've been eating up your All content right. for months, man, <laughs> um, including the pod. So I'd put you on the list. I appreciate it. Uh, what goes on in the Ethan Carpenter headphones music-wise? Um, so Fridays, we I, I try to do Country Friday. So yep. Jake Owens dropped a couple new songs the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, so I've been listening to him. If I'm building up, um, I've got a wide range of music um, that I listen to. We were talking with our family the other night. Our generation really never had to choose a genre uh, because by the time mm. we started listening to music, it was like, here's Spotify and here's iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen to whatever you want, right? Here's the 70s, right. 80s, everything you can find under the sun. Um, but when I'm getting in my prospecting mood, uh, I got to throw some Kygo on. Um, okay. Yeah, he'll get he'll get me going a little bit, you know, in between cold calls, keep you keep the vibes up. Um, so when that lady yells at you and tells you to screw off the next call, you, you know, just kind of enjoy some tunes, get back on the yeah. phone. Um, nice. But yeah, I like I like that. What's something that you like to do uh, outside of work to recharge? 
yeah, I love to run. Um, five years ago, I would have told you I hate to run, but my wife has, uh, she's a big runner. So we ran a half the year we got married and nice. I haven't really been able to look back since then. Um, it's addicting. Oh man. And it's like, when it becomes a stress reliever, it's, that's when, you know, you found something. Um, yeah. and it's, it's really, a. I mean, go run three miles in 30 minutes and it's like that 30 minutes can change your day, um, change your whole outlook. Um, otherwise you'll find me on the golf course. It's, it's getting warm. Um, love to swing the sticks. And I think golf's the only sport that is as parallel with life as you can find. Yeah, it's, it's definitely right up there. Um, Ethan, who is one person that you want to see come on the millennial sales podcast next? Oh man. Oh man. Dude, you've had 300 episodes. Um, it, it can be, it can be a repeat if you want. Um, but okay. who, whoever comes to mind. Yeah. I'm trying to think here. Um, have you ever talked to Teddy Mastrosilis? I do not know that name at all. Okay. Check him out on LinkedIn. Uh, he's a startup advisor and executive coach, um, Okay, but killer leadership content. The guy like trained with Navy SEALs for a few days to enhance his leadership. So tons of cool stories, tons of info. He's been a big influence of mine. Um, Otherwise, I'd say you've had Josh Braun on, haven't you? I haven't. Okay, then that would be the other one. I've been trying to. Josh isn't answering my my LinkedIn DM. So if anyone's (laughs) listening, let's Let's flood Josh Braun's LinkedIn inbox, people. Let's get the pursuit team going. Come on, guys. Let's let's rally around Tom here. We'll pepper Josh. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'd say those two guys for sure. Um, two Two solid guys for sure. Love it. Ethan, my man, it's been great having you on. Friday the 13th, good vibes all around. Um. For folks that you know want to check out more of, of what you're saying, uh, want to connect with you, want to learn from you, uh, what's the best place to, to do that than any other words that you got before we head off? Yeah, yeah. Hop on uh, LinkedIn. I'm uh, you know pretty new to the journey, so give my content some feedback. I'm always open to it. Um, but you know, just if you want to hear about a little bit about sales, fails, and successes, I've had plenty of failures in the last 10 months. Um, some of that and growth mindset and perspective hop on over. I'm happy to, uh, happy to share some content and follow along, um, and, and engage with y'all there. Um, otherwise, you know, the tip I'd give out to everybody is, uh, is an Inky Johnson quote here. I'm a big quote guy too. So mm, you can me too. give me, um, so one of Inky's quotes is failure is not the opposite success of success. It is a part of it. Um, so when you're going through those hard times, you lose that deal this week. Just remember it's leading to, to some success down the road. I love it. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of it. What a great way to end. Yes. And good vibes Friday. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go, baby. Ethan, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, right back at you, Tom. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. A quick word from the sponsor of this podcast, which is the up and up community. It is a community that I just launched with my friend, Anthony Natoli. Um, It is a private sales community that's helping you all get not only crush your sales goals and your career goals, but also trying to stay fulfilled and mentally healthy and become a better person in the process, which is easier said than done. So if that's interesting to you, head over to patreon.com slash up and up, or hit me up on LinkedIn. My name's Tom Alemo, and uh, the link will be there in my the featured section of my profile 